The Ash, Lutzi and Susie O'Neill podcast. Suze, you can you see that face on the screen there? Yes, I see it. Do you I know do you know who who that is? It's Gina Chick from Alone. Yes. Yes, I Alone. We've been watching this on uh, on SBS. Hey Gina, how are you? I'm really well, and as you can see, I'm clean, I'm well-fed, and I look very different probably to the last time you saw me. Last time, I, I, I think my most vivid memory of you, Gina, by the way, won the first season of Australian, uh, the Australian series Alone last night. She's claimed a place in history as well. This series is a juggernaut and is watched the world over. It's the first time we've had it here in Australia, and uh, every time I saw you, uh, you are either. You look like you, you. You're like the only alone contestant I've seen that looked like they were genuinely enjoying their time out there. And every other time I saw you, you were scoffing down a a fish. Like you, you <laughs> smashed the fishing. It seemed out there. Like you, you had you had a lot of food compared to some of the other competitors. Um, sorry, they, my phone went off there. Do you want me to? Redo that bit? No, or is- no, that, no that, that, that that's great. I was saying, I, I was saying, when you, you look like you're having a great time out there, you look like you actually enjoyed yourself. You're smiling. Yes, I had, I had a ball. I really enjoyed. I, I pretty much enjoyed every minute that I was out there, um, and mostly because discomfort doesn't bother me because I know it will end. I mean, as long as there's no bone sticking out, I know that you know whatever's going going on will um will, will change will move and yeah i played pretty much the whole time and like you said when i wasn't playing i was eating and the food was good but was the food always good because i've watched an episode when you cooked up some sort of um leaves and worms and, worms. and no but you're vomiting your guts up uh-huh. you're like vomiting and vomiting and, and, and i thought are you really are you really enjoying it in that moment no, no, I definitely wasn't enjoying it in that moment. I hadn't eaten at all at that point and I'd um, I'd come in with a strategy that I was just going to live on all of the extra fat on my body that I'd brought in with me. I had a few meals there and uh, Homer Simpson style. And so I was just going to build my shelter while I was fat and happy and then um, have a nice warm sort of like nest from which to forage and and feed myself. Because you put on you put on about twenty kilos before you went yeah, in. Yeah, you say that? About yeah, that. And, and so yeah. what, what, what were the stats? Like when you came out, we saw you, you won it last night. Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, by the way, cash, which hopefully will make a big difference. But how much how much weight did you lose? I think I lost about twenty four kilos. I think I, I put on a nineteen going in, and I came out, you know, down twenty four. But I went in with a good thirty kilos to lose. Like I, you know, I still had fat on my body when I came out, and I still had food. Also, when I came out, I just caught six eels in six. the in the few days. Yeah, in one night, just before I just before they came and got me, I was devastated when they came and put really? me out. Actually, yeah, did, did, I was did, like, what? Well, I, I decided I was going to come in and, and not come out for ninety days. That was my plan the whole way along. Like the only way that I'm coming out is if they pull me out. Like I'm here for 90 days. And uh, and so when they pulled me out at 67, I was like, I was like wait, I, you could have at least left me another three so I could make it 70, so I could wow. at least stay up there for 10 weeks. And, yeah, I had all this extra food and and was ready to keep going. Gina was one of 10. The, the, the way they do it, they, they get 10 contestants. They drop them into remote areas within sort of seven or eight kilometres of each other, it looks like, but they, can have, they, they don't have any interaction with the other competitors, but they just drop them there with 10 items that they get to choose their own survival items. But then, yeah, they have to build their own shelter. They have to forage and hunt for their own food. Uh, they have to 
uh, endure the time with themselves with no interaction at all. They have to record it all and videotape it as well. And I think that was what has made me a fan of the show, the fact that this is its real hardship, its real hunger that you get to see the competitors going through and the struggle of being alone it seems like that is a lot tougher than a lot of people um, think it will be heading into it because they, some people, Suze, we saw it, hey, like only last mm. two days and then they go, I'm out of here. Yeah, and I wanted to ask Gina as well because it was, um, it was chronicled in the show. You, you've gone through a lot of hardship in your, in your personal life. I don't know how much you want to go into that. I'll leave that up to yeah, you uh, with your husband and, and daughter, etc. So did, is that, does that change you that you spend a lot more time by yourself or does that change you to be able to handle these type of situations more, if I can ask that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so losing my daughter nearly, it's coming up on 10 years ago now and um, and everything that went with that. You know, she was three when she died uh, of cancer. Uh, it really put me on a path of self-discovery and I'd already been on that path, to be honest, for a good 20 years before that which gave me the tools to be with her with her death. And because of that, I'm not afraid of any emotions that are in my that are that are moving through my body. To me, emotions are like whether they come and then they go. And all I need to do is feel them and give them expression. And on the other side, there's another emotion. So when it came to being alone out in Lutrawita, which is the Palawa word for Tasmania, the Aboriginal uh, Palawa people called Tasmania Lutrawita. So being out there alone, it was just a kind of like a revisiting of the territory of grief that I'd been journeying for almost a decade. And truthfully, having gone through, you know, losing my child, having my daughter, you know, die in my arms, 67 days on my own out in the wilderness was uncomfortable, but it wasn't hard. That was hard. This was was an is an adventure with um, many emotional flavors. So yeah, I think that it definitely made a huge difference to my ability and my capacity to be able to be with whatever showed up inside me. Hmm. Yeah, it was it was uh, that's a long time, isn't it? Six, mm. Sixty-seven days, but you're not guaranteed of eating. Did you do a final tally? I'm interested to know, like, of what you. How many fish did you kill in sixty seven days, or how many eels? Like, like what the overall tally is. I'm just interested what yeah. that what that overall shopping list would look like. But my overall shopping list. I mean, I don't really know for sure because it all became a blur. I think I had ten to twelve eels of various sizes. The the eel haul on the you know in the last week was the biggest one that I had all at once, and once I was catching fish, I think I had about a fish every two days um, ish. I don't know for sure. I definitely ate. I definitely ate, you know. And then there was the wallaby. I had you a, a wallaby. I missed that. Yeah. How did you catch that? In a uh, trap? <laughs> <laughs> I um I went out for a pee at uh, like I just got myself into my sleeping bag, which is my um my, my possum skin coat. So it wasn't really a sleeping bag, but I basically would would uh, tie myself into it to keep the heat in every night. And I just got into that and it's like, damn it, I need a pee. So I got myself out of it and went and had a pee and went and sat on a log afterwards to just look at the moon and have a chat with it. And then I felt this presence next to me. And before I knew it, my body had launched onto it and it was a wallaby and I mean I my mind was the last thing to realize what was going on as I landed on this thing and and um basically pinned it with my body and felt around for a rock and then had my dinner for the next 
Wow, well, that's you, amazing. You, you barehanded a wallaby. I did. Uh, you, <laughs> that come on, amazing. man, that's unreal. <laughs> that is, I'm, I'm going back to look at that. Yeah. That is. That, that would have been, I mean, you must have been ecstatic when you got oh. that. There's so much in that. Mm. Yeah, I was shocked, actually. Was it hard to kill a wallaby? I mean, it's got to be hard to, to yeah. I mean, even you're going to eat it, it's got to be hard to physically get a rock and... And yeah. to kill it, to take it? a yeah, to take a life is a big yeah. deal. Like, you know, whether it's a fish or, or or a wallaby, I mean, it's still something that's given its life to to feed me. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to have a dingo and would go hunting feral animals with her. Um, and you know, she would take down a, or she would corner an animal and and stop it, and then kind of call me, and I would go and jump on it and mm-hmm. and gentle it, and then kill it. So there was a bit of experience in my body. Um, this kind of hunting, but uh, yeah, it was almost like a miracle. It was like the land gave yeah. me that wallaby that, at that point because I just had a chat with the lake at that point. You know, that night, saying, "All right, I need an animal, otherwise, I'm, I'm. There's not enough fat. You know, and on it my turned body. up. I need an animal." And then that night, there it was. Yeah. It's like the well, land was looking after me. How do you live day to day? Do you live? Because uh, you said your dingo used to take you out hunting. Do you live yeah, so uh, rough most days, like like this? Um, my home, when I have a home, is a tin shack without any power or even battery power um, uh, on the south coast. At the moment, I'm not in it because I need electricity to do things like this, you know, <laughs> to do in- interviews. But I, I, I tend to be quite nomadic. Um, the other, My other home is usually a six-metre bus that I just, like, you know, drive around to different places in. And I spend probably four months of the year running wilderness programs and sleeping in the dirt next to a fire, helping people be at home in the wild in various ways. But then I'll often spend, um, well, pre-COVID, I'd spend four months of the year uh, in the Northern Hemisphere running Five Rhythms Dance Meditation Retreats. And, um, yeah, so I kind of, I tend to go between worlds. I'm, like, really happy frocking up in a beautiful dress and going out and seeing if I can get away with going out to a nice restaurant barefoot. But I'm equally as happy sleeping in the dirt and, you know, Listening to the animals and Suze, so I see a swaz uh, coming up. I see a swaz. Oh, Suze doing a this, swaz. Uh, yes, I have this uh, a female uh, event here called Susie's Women's Association where we do interesting things. Mm. Not as ah. interesting as that. I thought that would be great to go on a wilderness tour. Got to be able yeah. to learn something. Um, you know what? I prefer to go by myself with than with, <laughs> yeah. with, everyone, with the listeners. But uh, that's something that was really up my alley, and a lot of people must would, would must want to dive into that world for a short period of time with you. I would love to do yeah. that. Yeah, well, I, I think that, um, you know, one of the things that I went in there um, really passionately with was the, the the belief that we can be at home in the wild, that wild nature will look after us, and that's kind of like our birthright. And I wanted to show what that looked like. And the thing that I I've, I know from my own work and my own life is that no matter how modern we are, that part is actually present and alive in our belly somewhere, like, mm. they, you know, our, our animal instincts are the things that if we, you know, suddenly turn around, we can get with a prickly feeling, we can see that someone's watching us. You know, that's that's the animal in us. That's our that's the wild part of us. No and- wallabies ever going to go close to you ever again for the rest of your <laughs> life. You're gonna, there, there's going to be something about you now. They go, this woman's not to be trusted. I'm not going to go anywhere near her. Look, Jeannie, you were, you were fantastic to watch. You, you're only Thank the you. second woman. They've, they, they've shot this alone series all over the all over the world. In America, they've had mm. 10 series of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of um, people that have attempted this. It's been tried in all various countries around the world. And out of all of those people, you're just the second woman to 
uh, to come out as the winner. And Gina was the oldest Australian to go in, weren't you? You were the oldest yes. person to go into yeah. the alone thing as well. So that's lots, yes. lots to be proud of. You're very strong. You're great to watch. Uh, the eels you. are happy that you're not there any longer. The fish are happy. <laughs> the wallabies as well. So well done on the 250 and congratulations on the victory. Thank you so much and thank you for having me on the show. Well G- done. That's Gina Chick. And uh, tonight the reunion will air on SBS at 730 The Ash, Lutzi and Susie O'Neill podcast.